Good evening and Merry Christmas everybody. Today I got a legend with me. One of the great <laughs> legends of Northern California, been around a long time. It's so, I am so happy that he's here, Mr. Robbie Dunbar from Earthquake. How Hi, are you? Hi Greg, I'm fine. So glad to be with you. Am I shaking you up already? Yeah, you're shaking me, here, babe. Here, show them the t-shirt. Oh, right. hey, look what he gave me as my <laughs> Christmas present. Can you dig that? I can dig it. So instead of just having it on my back, I'm going to put it down here, you know, how Axel would put his little, you know, Scottish dance or whatever he does. Robbie, it's great to see you. With an earthquake on your knee. <laughs> Greg, we go back. We were talking about back in the Long Branch days. Yes. A great club in Berkeley, San Pablo and uh, Dwight Way there. And so many of us came up in music from that, didn't we? Everybody seemed like such a fertile, fertile time for all of us. Historical, great bands, yeah. you know, great bands. And went through there. Went through there. We had Sammy. We had Eddie Money. We had Y&T. We had Peak. We had uh, the Shakers. We had the Residents. You know, so many great bands. Let's not forget Eddie Money. Not at all. He opened for Patti Smith. I know. And then she came over to Rather Rip Records was the amazing capital. Practically in the whole United States, there was not, even in New York City, not a better record store. And two berserkly guys, uh, Greg Ken and also um, Gary Phillips, who joined Earthquake in 74. That's what you were saying. We yes. were talking about all the yes. way, which I know dates us a few days. But we're still young. <laughs> you know we are man we're, we're still healthy. young young at heart we're, we're wearing our covid masks that's right we took them off Not right you now know, you got yeah. he looks like billy the kid right you know i mean i got it down low you know what i want to <laughs> ask you were you at the rather rip show with her i met no it oh, was upstairs book signing, right? and then there's a picture of her with our bass player Stan i was Miller. there i'm going to show you afterwards i brought a bunch of photo albums from back in the day there and i'm going to refrain from all the name dropping I, I could, could well you do. I want you to drop I as many names too. <laughs> yeah so let's let's go back into your history a little bit when when did you know that you wanted to play guitar and how old were you at that time that is such a I love your questions by the way thank I'm you such a fan I'm a follower of Greg Coria <laughs> everybody needs to know but um, guitar was my dad had had a printing press accident in West Virginia and almost lost his left uh, fingers, like reaching in and oh. a, a country doctor fixed that. So he tries guitar in late 1963 mm -hmm. and hands it over to me and my brother Tommy. Tommy's in the Rubenews, the founder of them, and named Psychotic Pineapple, our friends too, all these friends of ours there. Mm -hmm. And the guitar though, you know, down in the valley, and you're playing a G chord, and then a D7, or whatever it is. And so, like, this is okay, and I already knew how to play the trumpet from the third grade. This was sixth grade, before moving wow. to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. 
well, February 9th, 1964, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan's Amen. show, and the world Amen. changed. Yes. The world, hello, all the cultures globally, start growing your hair, start saying we're already, you know, we've got folk music and we're groping for a way to be the next generation and do better, or at least in a different way than our parents. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom Brokaw called them the greatest generation that sacrificed by World so War much. II. So in that so sense, much. we should we can't even ever talk. You know? Right. But in that other way, the guitar was like, this is what you do with a guitar. You know, watching John play, da -da -da, and then everything that, George learning from all the rockabilly guys, Burton. and uh, and then Paul just being a genius, mm -hmm. and then R Ringo being the, the good guy that they got after Pete Best. So right. we were all gonna learn all these things about the Beatles and know why they were our friends. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like we all knew these guys, like, like Whoopi Goldberg, mm -hmm. she said, I didn't even think of them being white and I was black. I just loved the Beatles. And I actually got tickets to Shea Stadium the year after we got here. So the guitar, the guitar is like Woody Guthrie. This machine kills fascists. Amen to that. And then Amen. all of it. And then Dylan mm -hmm. and all the other folk people, Pete mm -hmm. Seeger. Mm -hmm. Now I'm dropping names. Oh, I love Pete Seeger. So you, you started that, you started playing you, electric, or your first electric, what was your first electric guitar? It was a Kent from the Alameda Naval Station Commissary. Unbelievable. And that meant that my parents knew that once I started, I want to learn how to play the melodies because I had learned on piano a, a uh, upright Steinway with my mom, three mm -hmm. years old, she's teaching me. Wow. And then I, I learned a B flat on a trumpet. And then I start getting what the black keys and the sharps and flats and what key are we in and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I seem to have that kind of brain. And so uh, I've always been grateful to be able to contribute music theory, music theory and uh, voice sings. And if we're in this key, what would make a good bridge? You know, that the Beatles cut the, the middle eight and all this stuff. So the electric guitar was that I stayed on, um, it, it was an airline or K acoustic, really kind of crapola, you know, uh, not real wood. Was that called uh, when it's pressed wood? Oh, it's, um, what's it called? Press wood. Yeah, press, press wood. wood. <laughs> yeah, recycled wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, real uh, military commissary quality. <laughs> but you know what? It did make six strings of chords and stuff. And we drove. Uh, across the United States, my sister with the dial, uh, every rock and roll station we, we could listen to, and we get to Berkeley, and I don't like the fog here. The whole to country this day, is boiling hot. You still don't. July of 1964. <laughs> Next thing I know, th still the guitar and starting to learn chords, we go to see A Hard Day's Night in downtown Berkeley with our oldest friends of the Cody's. Cody's Books mm -hmm. was my dad's West Virginia friend. and. So uh, the electric guitar was maybe the Christmas of 64. And then I had some bands, uh, the Mystic Guys, like them and Van Morrison, Mystic Eyes. Uh, and I just saw that e everybody should see this on, I guess, Amazon mm -hmm. is, is uh, Van Morrison. Oh, fans and great. so Gloria and all that whole album, 
And baby, I even wrote a song. Baby, please don't go. Another time, yeah, mm -hmm. baby, please uh, go is actually the first one. Right. And every guitar, right. And they were off right. on that train. Right. So, but, but that was great because then you'd also had uh, in the summer of '64. Well, well, we had been to see the Rolling Stones, my sister and me, at a noon concert at Carnegie Hall, mm -hmm. and then we got in the car to move here, mm -hmm. and they stopped. The police didn't know what to do. The girls were rushing the stage to stop the concert. And I'm going, wow, this is quite an experience, too. So <laughs> it was very formative. It's a, I think I kind of like this. Maybe I'd like to earn this thing. I don't know. But I, I, I was more and more like a rock and roll kid, but musical. Right. I always wanted to be musically uh, have integrity mm. and, and be respected. And you do. And I, you know, uh, the electric guitar it can be in the right hands just, it just cuts to the, the way quick. Mm -hmm. You could hear it in those Dylan, like, uh, especially starting with, uh, or actually a lot of songs of his, mm -hmm. uh, such penetrating lyrics, but also like the times they are changing, mm -hmm. but I mean like Masters of War and um, um, Hard Rain's Gonna Fall or oh, whatever. That's, that's like rock guitar because you, his uh, early Minnesota upbringing, Dylan was actually trying to be a rock musician, mm -hmm. and and folk was really happening, so he got right. there. That's all part of the answer to a, an electric guitar, and then getting to hear like Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page as the rhythm guitar in the Yardbirds mm -hmm. at, at they the Fillmore. They turned it upside down, huh? Yeah, they yeah. did, and, and Jeff Beck has been a genius ever since then. You know, we could Day we one. could spend a whole interview on yeah, Jeff just Beck. with Jeff. Yeah, but anyway, um, let's go to the next question. So, the, I'm so sure anyhow, you got so you you got that you came here, you came here in '64. You said actually '64, the year of the Beatles. Oh my goodness! So that was a that was a starting point. So then you said you got a couple bands. Let's I'm gonna move up a little bit into your like, yeah. When did Earthquake? The first Earthquake was, it was Purple Onion. I met the guy. Earthquake, not the Purple Onion right. in San Francisco. Oh right, no, the Purple Earthquake. Pur right. Yeah. And so I met the, the guy that did your sound in the video that I had the honor to actually be your MC. John was, Sargent. Yes. What a what He a was nice a co-founder with another wonderful guy. So it was John Sargent with Greg Boykin were the founders of Purple Earthquake. And Greg being black was like an integrated band, mm -hmm. you know, like how we love Booker T and the MGs. Exactly. So you got this Berkeley, what was called Provo Park, across mm -hmm. from Berkeley High School. Of course. And man, what a breeding ground for us guys Shh. to keep pre preparing to play there are these shows with great bands. Great bands. Loading zone, but then like Steve Miller coming in mm -hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. And then playing around town. So we just kept going through being a five-piece Rolling Stones-y. We would only play British songs pr practically. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so you had an original lead singer and then we met uh, a guy from Richmond playing in a band called The Trees with a Z at the end, John Dukas. The great John and, Dukas. And uh, the great John Dukas mm -hmm. and what a character. What a and, character. And he would jump off anything he could find later on. He was kind of shy then, but he knew he had the voice and we knew he had the voice. And he brought more of an R&B to our sort of British. And I've seen it over and over again. When you combine those two, they're all from the same Source anyway, mm -hmm. yes. uh, blues type. Yes, but um, then um, 
John Sargent got injured in a motorcycle accident uh, after it was in joining in 66, I'm 13 years old. Then the next year um, was uh, losing our rhythm guitarist founder. Mm. And then our, for whatever reason, our lead singer started associating more with his uh, Richmond friends. We became a three-piece with Greg Boykin was our Jimi Hendrix, who we had seen. Mm -hmm. So, and if you're a band called Purple Earthquake, you might be able to play Purple Haze. And so we would do the who and knock the equipment over, <laughs> like my generation we used yeah. to end with. Now we're ending with Purple Haze. Uh -huh. And then, but the three-piece, you know, when you have the next person as a lead singer, mm -hmm. he said, well, I'm coming back to you three guys. And, and then, uh, sorry to go back, but, but mm -hmm. Stan Miller would do Boris the Spider by the Who. You know, you just had these songs. <laughs> and uh, I know it's a short interview, but uh, the, the, the point where Dukas came back, and right. then we, that was the lineup that got signed to A&M Records in 1970. And I graduated from Berkeley High. Mm -hmm. And going to Laurel Canyon and all those musicians there, like Echo in the Canyon. Mm -hmm. And um, then we went on that way, two albums, the four piece, and then it was kind of like, you know, we could use another guy so that Mr. Dunbar could do more he of what play. theory tells him to yeah. do. Yeah, and do those soloing. Right. And so that relieved me to do that stuff mm -hmm. and improvisation on those, like the Rock and the World live album is just like, who needs Pete's coffee if you wake up to earthquakes rocking the world? Turn that sucker all the way up. Right. And I was very, I've been very proud to this day of that. Mm -hmm. um, but getting Gary Phillips, he was in the band Copperhead out of Marin yes. County with John Cipollino. Yes. Now we're dropping some names. Yeah. And so having him and then going through these um, Rockin' the World's Live, 8.5 in some ways, the best with uh, Hit the Floor and Saving My Love. Mm -hmm. Saving My Love, great song. Yeah, and then Leveled was meeting Kenny Laguna and Tommy James. Kenny was a Shondell, mm -hmm. and he later, later went on to drop another name, Robbie, Joan Jett. That's right. And so uh, he wrote, I Love Love and Cup. Is even covered by the House Rockers or somebody from Pittsburgh? But our version is the version, and it has that Shondell's little thing in it. It's very concise, like I love. And I love playing it with our new. But, you know, we were uh, earning our PhD in substance abuse, and then by the time no. we got past the level to this dumb title, which should have been Goodbye California, like this song is kind of like the first right, title. Right. It was called Two Years in a Padded Cell. And then this was the point where we had been to England and Europe, and we were probably getting ready for the next pantheon right. of people. If you think of like Aerosmith and Tom Petty, mm -hmm. we were beginning to bang on that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, people just said, you know, you guys are like the Rolling Stones of the Bay Area, and, and they've loved us ever since, like on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But like I quit the band not knowing, I just felt like, you know, you're partying into the wee hours time after time after time and it's getting that, tearing it down. And then I've always kind of said, well, what would have happened if I had stayed with the band? Mm -hmm. And so I went back to Cal Berkeley music department. That's right, you went back to school. And, huh? the, and then Cal State Hayward. Mm -hmm. So I have a master's degree in music composition and I loved it. You know, you're talking about that. I just seen some charts here that you wrote 
and let, let's before we st go into that because sure. I know you are so. Um, I want to keep on the track because yeah. um, you are so you are so meticulous in how you. I just watched a video of, of Robbie doing the Star Strangle Banner at Capolindo, right? Or, uh, Capolindo Wrestling with my son Jeremy. Yeah, with Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm going to give you a shout out. <laughs> and here, here's your dad playing it. And you know what? I've always, like you, always reminded me, even back then, even to, to, from 74 to present day, you always remind me of a maestro. And the reason for that is how you fling your hand out, how you how you downstroke, and just you have that that fluidness. And I've always mm -hmm. just when you do that, I just go, "That's my brother up there, man. He's tearing yeah, it thank up." Thank you, brother. You know. So how did you you guys got there, and then you kind of vanished a little bit. You were going yeah. to school and didn't hear from Larry you for Lynch. Years. Larry Lynch brought you back into it, or he was watching the same you know, drug and alcohol deterioration with the great kin man. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't stand it. He was like Mr. Milk and Cookies. And he I would tell you himself. You Larry that way. You know, and, and, he, and he and I did a recording, I forget the little studio in North Beach area. I love yeah. North Beach. So, so it was Shake, Rattle, and Roll and his own song, Real Love. And you can imagine how we sounded on the Elvis type Mm -hmm. but more power chord version of Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Could mm -hmm. you imagine that, Greg? Oh, yes, I can. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, hell yes. But, but anyway, that started, and then and, uh, we did something called M.O.B., Lynch Mob, but M.O.B. or something, mm -hmm. then later Larry Lynch and the Mob. And right now, we were taking songs from that era. They're all radio-worthy songs. Oh, they're, they're great songs. And, you know, so let's, now that we just talked about Larry, let's go into your chapter because we could talk for hours, but let's go into your chapter of the new. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love the t-shirt, man? I do. I can Thank you so much. This that is question, rare. Greg. Uh, Thanks for the t-shirt. Yeah. Shameless <laughs> self-promotion. So tell me about how that started. You got a great lineup. You got Johnny O'Day. You Singer. got the Jet. You know, Bass. bassist. You got Larry Lynch. You added Larry Lynch. You had the bank for a while. And of course, None other than Scotty London came, who came on my show. Love, love Scotty. Scotty. Love you all, all four of you, man. And, mom, and, mom, mom. Yeah. We're going to kiss the ladies so at the tell, end. Yeah, oh, that's what we're going to do, baby. <laughs> so let me ask you this. How, how did that all develop? How did that come to pass? I love that question, Greg. And I love you, by the way. But, Thank you. Um, it was having gone through, for instance, Jimmy Jet answered my BAM magazine ad for guitar lessons, 1989, he becomes the rhythm guitar player, then the bass player for Larry Lynch and the Mop. Wow. And then including the three of us go in, you're gonna love this one that we did, because uh, I just gave Greg uh, this Larry Lynch and the Mob era, three CDs. And so um, um, we went to Fantasy. Rest in peace, by the way. I know, We just so lost our greatest studio, practically. Right. And so, um, then at that era, I had been through Cal Berkeley and then was in the middle of Cal State Hayward. And what's nice is the consistency between classical music and, you know, won't get fooled again. You know, Bingo. The, who, the you Bingo. know, Jagger and Richards, mm -hmm. you know, Lennon McCartney, come Excellent. on. Yes. All the other ones, mm -hmm. all the other geniuses, right. you know, we could go on and on. Um, but, so here I am with that, and then meeting my 
ex-wife Jocelyn, and then having our two extraordinary children, Risa and Jeremy, mm -hmm. in 94, 96. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of going through the years more towards being a music teacher, uh, but playing with Larry Lynch, all these uh, corporate and weddings in the nicest places around the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. But it was that kind of like, if you've ever played cover music and you're not doing your original music, there's a part of you that's feeling very dissatisfied. Yeah, it's poo-poo. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So this is poo-poo. What, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Right. But you trying to put, you know, food on the table. And so um, the, the coming back was really into, like, by leading into 2016. And where I played in various bands um, some years before that, one was Aftershock, mm -hmm. which of course is an earthquake reference. Yes, refer it totally is. <laughs> and then it's After Earthquake, right? Yeah. So, so Revere, Paul Revere. And oh, Raiders. come on. Sorry. Because I'm hungry yeah. for the good Kicks. things, baby. Yeah. Kicks. And Earthquake's version of Kicks is what's got Scotty London. Great song. Earthquake, along with these other things, was that leveled album. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I know I'm, you know, that's it's okay. the Scottish. I'm keeping you. I'm keep, impromptu keep, yeah, is, yeah. is our family motto for the Dunbars, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, tangents. Mm -hmm. But ta tangenting back was just that um, it had been that many years, uh, and and a frustration from Larry Lynch as well, mm -hmm. and so we had had Jimmy saying, you know what. Do you want to do some other uh, thing? And, and we have this place, Kensington Circus Pub, I is where play all there. the local musicians. I want to play there. Yeah, mm -hmm. we'll get you on We'll there. open. Oh, we'll get you on. No, no, we're going to pick the right <laughs> song for you. And that's what we did with, with uh, Johnny O'Day, mm -hmm. is um, he had with Tommy Mary this album. Yes. Uh, uh, Audacious. Audacious, Rising. Yes. And so could we record a version of Saving My Love, I said, well, that's fine. But there was some other kind of thing of like, let's audition you maybe for Aftershock. And then it turned out to be from Jimmy Jet Spaulding playing with me with Larry, mm. asking, why don't we reform Earthquake? And it's sort of like, you know what? I think that's a good idea. Is that, you know what? You're right, moment. Uh, and then, then I had Johnny comes down. It was a rainy night there in uh, Kensington between mm -hmm. Berkeley, Albany, El Cerrito. Mm -hmm. Come to the car and, and sing along with Dukas, John Dukas, the recording of Saving My Love from mm -hmm. the 8.5 album. And at the end of the song, I say this, you know what? You passed the audition. And then that was it. That's all you need, right? That's all you need. Just yeah, like so laying on, on the rooftop. You're another character like the rest of us. Right. Your brother, yeah, you're going to be loyal like I am, mm -hmm. and great I guy. think we found something here. Yeah. Johnny is a great guy, and uh, you did an interview with us in uh, September of 2016 mm -hmm. with Ralph Bankus, the bank. Yes, let's not forget Johnny Ralph. O'Day, you, me, right? And I just watched it, and I'm going to get you to sign it for mm -hmm. me. So oh, the sweet. last part of this is just that since that time, you came out to our first. Here we'll do the <laughs> safe COVID, and. COVID. So, COVID. Goodbye. <laughs> Vaccines. Hello. <laughs> Back to normal, the new normal. Yes. Yeah. But th the point on earthquake reforming mm -hmm. 
and then playing those songs in a demo mm -hmm. and um, just moving along, playing some gigs. At, at some point, and this is part of wanting to write a book, mm -hmm. whatever way that's going to happen, mm -hmm. I can feel it coming, mm -hmm. and the whole story and a box set we're doing with Mike Varney, who's with Shrapnel, Shrapnel Records, Records and a huge Earthquakes band, mm. and Dennis Tuning, who is really our uh, coordinator, yeah. Uh, yeah, total like Rocky Erickson, mm -hmm. all these different bands. Right. Man, these two guys, and we're getting close with my ex-manager, my brother of 50 years, Matthew Kaufman. Wow, Matthew's still around? Yeah, he's in oh. uh, Palm Desert. Oh, okay. Well. And so um, we're very close to BMG a guy named Pete Gardner. Mm -hmm. Pete had done with John Dukas something called Purple. It was the two A&M albums. It had John Dukas saying, I will never write liner notes again. So he traced the whole history for sure. It's a very Dukas God remark. bless you, man. God yeah. bless you. Yeah, man. yeah. We, we're, yeah you're yeah, always yeah, looking yeah. down He's there. in rock and roll I call him man. Dukey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so, I, re I remember so, that. So, no, there was always <laughs> that respect. I know. You guys me. loved each other, man. You yeah. guys. And we carry that right to the new guys, man. <laughs> Right. Oh, you have actually, what you've actually done is actually build bridges and you got five bridges and you're all connected. Because when you guys are on stage, you guys are explosive. You can yeah. see the actual, the feeling between all of you. You guys yeah. dig what you're doing. And we dig, we're doing what you got to do right now is Zoom songwriting. Mm -hmm. We got from the old Larry Lynch and the Mob stuff, some mm -hmm. songs are Earthquake. The others are our other band, The Faves. Mm -hmm. And we just finished a video called Remember. And people should check out that Greg Kin song, Done Our Nice, Concise, Strong Way. Is that the Fabs? That's Faves. Faves? F-A-V-E-S. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's like on, uh, you know, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but on Facebook or whatever. But anyway, the point is, you know, you got Larry and Jimmy and me are three-fifths of Earthquake. And um, Scotty wrote the song before he broke his wrist with skateboarding with his son. It goes like this. Do it right now, do it right now, what are we waiting for? There'll never be a better time than right now. And I just feel like, we all feel like we got to get back to some stuff. We got to get back to going in a recording studio. We got to get back to recording. And I think the next phase of fun that we're going to have being Earthquake. Mm -hmm. So I think so too. I know too. we're getting to the, I'm trying to make a summation before the end of the interview. So, you know, um, what I'd like to say, I, it, I am honored. You, you know, you wrote me a little note and said, hey, I'm honored to come on harmonics. Robbie, I'm honored that you're here. I'm happy, so happy that you guys are moving forward. I hope uh, Blue Voodoo and, and we and we, will open Same up for thought. you. Yeah, and, and do that. Um, I want to ask you before we close, because I asked Scotty too. We had one of the greatest guitar players of all time uh, pass a couple, a month ago or so. Tell me just a little bit about a 30-second split. We could talk hours for about Eddie Van Halen. Tell me about I don't him. even dare try finger tapping. <laughs> he was one of our absolute revolutionary geniuses just by being Eddie. Mm -hmm. You could tell by that smile. It was right. sort of an impish grin to say, I'm good at this. You know, not like you're not, no. but like. 
dig this, and then when you would hear eruption, that first album told us that a new era in that sense it. Most definitely. You know, I'm not, I was never into the glam 80s rockers kind of thing, mm -hmm. but they transcended that. Mm -hmm. You know, what, and David Lee Roth brought some amazing thing that as much as I love the ones they did with Sammy, mm -hmm. Hagar. Of course, um, Sammy. I just, one particular almost naughty one is, well, there's a bunch of, Hot for teachers, naughty, but um, uh, beautiful girls, in the sand, you know. Oh, I love this. So, you know, I was still listening to say, what's the newest Pete Townsend or who? What Bruce Springsteen? Come mm -hmm. on, all the way to now, mm -hmm. Bruce is my hero too. So as as we have to, I, I uh, you know, we have limited time. We want you to come back. But as what's normally happens at all the time, and you've already done it two or three times on, on this show, we're going to thank all the ladies that watch our show, all the people that make this one of the most exciting shows, uh, having you here and all, uh, you know, being blasted all over Northern California and the United States and hopefully the world soon. This is Gregory Correa with the legendary Robbie Dunbar. Thank you. Earthquake Rocks. May God bless you all. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Let's get rid of COVID, and I'll see you in 2021. Peace to all you ladies. Love y'all. Love you ladies and everybody.